0: Life is full of amazement and mysteries. Just yesterday, I saw a video of an unborn child. My grandchild, actually. Mandy and Pete's third child, which has just recently been announced. So this is very happy news. But to see the baby's movements and heart and kidneys and swallowing and grasping made me think of the complexity and profound mystery of life. Of course, music can do this too, of course. Who can comprehend the way music moves us and lifts us and ministers to our souls? It's a mystery. But I want to share one example this morning, which I'm sure you will relate to. And I'll just share my screen <clears throat> and uh, play a short video clip. How old are you, Susan? I am 47. <laughs> and that's just one side of me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I dreamed a dream in time gone. I am sure that you were moved by the music of Susan Boyle. Of course, it's a well-known clip, but uh, music moves our hearts and, and souls. And of course we would have been moved for various, various reasons as we watched that, that video clip. So did you have an emotional response to that, re- at that performance? There is so much mystery and awe and wonder in human life. And you know, all three of the words mystery, wonder, and awe can also be used to describe Jesus. What words would you choose to describe him? Do those three words work for you, or would you use others? Up until the 18th century, generally speaking, people thought of Jesus quite simply and plainly as the son of God. But when the historical critical method was developed, there was an attempt to place Jesus within his own time and cultural setting. And scholars began casting around for a category to place Jesus within. And they came up with a number of options. A prophet of the end times, charismatic healer, philosopher, prophet of social change, rabbi. But in the process, they seemed to remove the mystery, the awe and the the wonder that was clearly the response of those who first knew Jesus. And yet this so-called search for the historical Jesus continued and developed throughout the 20th century and, and goes on today actually. But as time went on, a growing number of scholars began taking more seriously the traditional view and came to accept that the New Testament painted a reliable portrait of Jesus. You see, the whole of the New Testament hinges on the single question, who was Jesus? The four gospel writers, all of them, are trying to convey something of the mystery, awe, and wonder of Jesus Christ. It's impossible to miss this point. Jesus was strange. He was unique. And he did not fit any of the usual molds. Healer, philosopher, prophet, rabbi. He was all of those things, but somehow transcended all of those particular categories. I'll give you just a few examples. In Luke 14, Jesus said, whoever comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and even life itself cannot be my disciple. Now, that is strange. That is confronting. No good moral teacher would ever say that. They would point people away from themselves and affirm traditional family loyalties, surely. Here's another example. When Jesus calmed the storm in Mark chapter four, it says that Jesus' disciples were terrified and asked each other, who is this, even the wind and waves obey him? Mystery, awe, and wonder. In Luke chapter five, when a paralytic was lowered down to Jesus through the roof, it says, when Jesus saw their faith, He said, friend, your sins are forgiven you. Immediately, the religious leaders got it. They felt the strangeness of Jesus because they said, who is this who is speaking blasphemies? In brackets, holy men don't do that, close brackets. Who can forgive sins but God alone? And my final example comes from a rather unknown verse, Mark chapter 10, verse 32 which describes Jesus setting out to go to Jerusalem. It says, they were on the road going up to Jerusalem and Jesus was walking ahead of them. They were amazed and those who followed were afraid. Now, this is surprising, I think. You might be intrigued by a spiritual leader or captivated by a rabbi's wisdom or stirred by a freedom fighter's rhetoric but amazed and fearful. But then you may recall that in the Old Testament, amazement or awe and fear were often the standard responses people had toward God. So the whole New Testament addresses the single question, who is Jesus? And the answer comes back in various ways, but is crystal clear and utterly compelling. This person is no ordinary prophet or holy man or sage or rabbi. This is God in human form. And it's into this context that we place our reading for today with the key verse, John 14, verse six. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The only way we can really make sense of this verse is to realize that Jesus Christ is in a category all by himself. This is none other than God come among us, God with us, God in human form. And only that can explain the things that Jesus did and said and the way his contemporaries responded to him. Earlier, I suggested three words to describe Jesus, mystery, awe, and wonder. But I get that for some, there are other words they might choose. For example, in the previous chapter, Peter asked Jesus, Lord, where are you going? Jesus answered, where I am going, you cannot follow me now, but you will follow afterwards. Not exactly a straight answer. Then in chapter 14, verse five, the verse just before that famous verse, Thomas said, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? I think of Thomas as one of those children in the classroom who asks the question that everyone else wants to ask, but is too afraid. To which Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. And finally, Philip said a few verses later, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. To which Jesus replied, have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me, has seen the Father. So the disciples thought of Jesus as mystery, awe and wonder, but they also found him confronting, infuriating and plain downright confusing. And it was because Jesus was unlike anyone they had ever known. He turned categories on their heads and shattered their preconceptions. And perhaps Jesus might say the same thing to us as he said to Philip, Mary, John, Bruce, Jane, have I been with you all this time and you still do not know me? The good news is that even though there is mystery, awe, and wonder about Jesus, and let's never forget that, he can still be known. He is not opaque, he is not lost in history, he is not inaccessible. He is the way, the truth, and the life come to him and embrace jesus christ the son of god come with your questions and your doubts the first disciples had plenty place your preconceptions about jesus to one side open up your hearts and find him as he really is the way the truth the life full of mystery awe and wonder yes but also with direction with integrity, and with abundant life. I close with a short piece from mystic Thomas Akempis, and you'll recognize some of these words. He wrote, follow me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Without the way, there is no going. Without the truth, there is no knowing. Without the life, there is no living. I am the way which Thou must follow, the truth which Thou must believe, the life which Thou must hope for. I am the way inviolable, the truth infallible, the life everlasting. I am the straightest way, the sovereign truth, the true life, the blessed life, the uncreated life. Amen.